It is 5 a.m. This is WAXX 104.5 FM radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's hear some world and national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Muccio. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders defending his comments praising the Chinese Communist Party for lifting people out of poverty and comments sympathizing with Communist Cuba. Speaking at the 10th debate in South Carolina. What I said is what Barack Obama said in terms of Cuba that Cuba made progress on education. In a 60-minute interview that aired on Sunday, Sanders praised Fidel Castro for boosting literacy in a massive program. Former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg chimed in saying, we should never compare our government to communism. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar believes marijuana should be legal nationwide. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders agreed during the Democratic presidential debate. Former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg urged caution on full legalization. A California mom will spend five months behind bars in the college cheating scandal. Mark Mayfield reports. Michelle Jenovs has been sentenced to five months in prison as part of the college cheating scandal. She admitted last year to paying bribes to get her two daughters into college. One got as far as being accepted to USC as a fake volleyball recruit. The 49-year-old was also ordered to pay a $250,000 fine. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. A Massachusetts father is getting 18 years in prison for poisoning his seven-year-old daughter. Christopher Conley injected drain cleaner into his daughter's secostomy tube, which is used to help people empty their bowels back in April of 2015. Conley was convicted of attempted murder and two forms of assault and battery of a child. The South by Southwest Music Festival is still a go despite some cancellations amid coronavirus. Organizers in Austin, Texas are getting ready to host hundreds of thousands in three weeks. They say safety is the top priority and steps are being taken to prevent the spread of germs. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Make plans right now to join us on our Holiday Vacations Austria and Germany Farm Tour August 3rd through the 11th featuring the Oberammergau Passion Play done every 10 years. We'll visit farms in Germany and Austria. We'll visit Salzburg, the home of Mozart and the Sound of Music. We'll visit the Neuschwanstein Castle in the Bavarian Alps, the model for the castle in Disney World. We'll go to Munich, the Hofbrauhaus, Hitler's Eagle's Nest, and the Dachau Concentration Camp. Call Holiday Vacations 1-800-826-2266. Join us in Europe in August. Marika Gouda in Thorpe is currently seeking to fill a part-time and full-time retail position. They're also in need of a part-time grill cook at Cafe Duchess. Experience desired. Must be willing to work two weekends per month. If you're ambitious, dependable, friendly, and enjoy working with people, stop in at Marika Gouda. They are located at 200 West Liberty Drive in Thorpe or call Juanita at 715-669-5230. Marika Gouda is an equal opportunity employer. Raising your own poultry can be great fun for the entire family. And now's the perfect time to get started or add a few more to your flock. Because Chick Days are going on now at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Get Chick started with the Farm Innovators Baby Chick Starter Home. It's $18.99. Keep chicks comfortable with pine wood shavings from Guardian, priced at $4.59. Mana Pro Duck Starter Grower or Layer Feed, your choice, $5.99. 25-pound bags of kid or lamb milk replacer, your choice, just $39.99. And stock up on 40-pound bags of NatureWise Chick Starter, priced at $12.99. 
or 50-pound bags of AgriMaster Chick Starter Poultry Feed priced at $12.39. Rewards members get a free 3-ounce bag of Chick Boost Probiotics with purchase. Not a rewards member? Sign up for free in-store, online, or on the Farm and Fleet mobile app. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Four minutes past five here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. 22 degrees here in Eau Claire. La Crosse has 25. Marshfield's at 20. Green Bay is at 24. Rice Lake has 30. Wausau is at 20. Madison at 23. Milwaukee has 28. And my beautiful weather reporter up on Iman Ridge says it's 22 degrees there. Clouds are expected to hang around today, keeping the temperature relatively cool. Some flurries could fall, but chances of that are slim. The sky will be clear some to, will clear some tonight, bringing more cooling, and that cool air will hang with us through Friday. But then we're looking at some warmer air moving back in on Saturday and Sunday. Today we're looking at a high of 29 with a low of 7. Thursday a high of 24 with a low of 5. And Friday, a high of 27 and a low of 10. It was a cold winter's morn when I awoke, sipping my coffee. It was then that she spoke. Will you start my car? She said with a smirk. I have to get ready so I'm not late for work. I mumbled and grumbled and said with a groan. It's 20 below. Go start your own. It was then that I received the most evil of looks, the likes of which I'd only read about in books. So I muttered choice words that she couldn't hear. Put on my boots and said, Yes, dear. The windows iced over. The doors were froze shut. And to top it all off, I fell flat on my butt. So after all that, I made my way back inside, where I placed a call to take care of her ride. A remote start. Yay, that's what she'll need. I'll call Auto Trim of Eau Claire. They can do the deed. Now every morning I get smiles, not glares, because she can start her own car without going downstairs. Auto Trim of Eau Claire. They do the fun stuff. Melby Street, Eau Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Six minutes past five as we head up the alley with Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. Let's have a look at the morning markets on the cash livestock side of things. Fed beef steers are at 113 and a half to 120 and a quarter with mixed 98 to 113. Fed beef heifers at 111 to 120 with mixed 80 to 110. Fed Holstein steers at 85 to 95. Cows 40 to 69 and bulls 65 to 83. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 35 with sows 20 to 23 and boars 6 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 141 to 170 and feeder lambs are at 135 to 230. On the livestock futures, live cattle are at fe- for February are at 115.02, that's down $1.97. April 112.95, down 230. June 105.80, down 157. And August 105.40, down 132. Feeder cattle for March are at 132.97, that's down 305. April 134.12, down 347. May 135.80, down 255. August 143.47, down 170 in September, 145.20, down 130. Lean hogs for April 
are at 64.67. That's up a nickel. May 71.97, up a dime. June 79.70, down 25 cents. And July 80.80, down 47. First look at the dairy markets. Barrels of cheese ended yesterday steady at 159. 40 pound blocks down three quarters at 176. And grade AA butter also down three quarters at 173. The class three futures, February is up two at 1703. March down nine at 1653. April down eight at 1639. And May down 12 at 1647. Those prices are down through the rest of 2020. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Step up with Boost Mobile and get a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Perfect for the whole family. Switch to Boost Mobile. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's National FFA Week, and our FFA officers are busy, busy, busy. Daniel Clark from Spencer represents Section 7. And, uh, Daniel... We're halfway through already, maybe more than halfway through your year. What's it been like? What's been the highlight for you, or highlights? Well, first of all, it's been crazy. Uh, and second of all, a big highlight for me is just getting to meet all the different members that we have across this state, and especially across my section in Section 7. So how many chapter visits or activities during this FFA week have you got scheduled? You're not going to be home very much. No, no, won't be home very much. Actually, Tuesday I do have open. But um, besides that, every single day for the week I've got somewhere else, going somewhere else for the section. Um, and even on Friday we get to meet with the Secretary of Agriculture, so that'll be really cool down in Madison. And as far as the chapter visits, that's a highlight for you guys and one of your main focuses. As you go through the year, what what do you like to share with FFA members when you go to their chapters? Well, I think I think a lot of people when we go to these FA, these chapter visits, yeah, we want to connect with the members, but it's really our biggest recruiting tactic as well. We want to talk to those people that aren't FFA members because they're just as important as the FFA members as well in that room. Um, so the biggest message that we want to really get out is, hey, FFA is really for everyone. Like, I mean, there's a spot for everyone, I should say. It might not be for everyone, but there's a spot for you. Whether you like speaking contests, you like writing essays, or um, even just showing people that you know how to do a job correctly. And what do you hope to gain for life experience? What what has this meant for you to take a year off of school? Because you're going to college again next year, not here, but uh, out west. Right. I'm actually going to, yeah, South Dakota State University next year uh, in the fall. Um, but I don't know. We just, we want really students to take away that um, it's it's not all about the college first of all there's there's a lot of real wor- world um jobs that you can get into just without going to college as well so there's a lot of things that we like to try to get students really involved in and understanding when you go to the chapter banquets where you're the guest speaker mm-hmm. what kind of message do you share with the students 
Well, we haven't had the banquets quite yet. I've been but you got to I, start writing oh, your speech. Oh, I know, I know. This the speech has been started writing already, and uh, they're they're coming on very fast. Um, uh, the biggest thing that I want that I will be talking about at least for my banquets and putting into it short because I don't want to you know put out any <laughs> don't want to give away my, uh, my my speech already. But um, a lot of it is just I'm a non traditional FFA member. So what that means is I'm not from agriculture at all, no background to it whatsoever. But here I am getting to serve in this organization as a state officer. So just the fact that n- non traditional is traditional at the same time. Um, through those non-traditions of me not being in agriculture, it has brought me to the tradition of FFA and agriculture needs these people too. We, we need to be growing in agriculture, be growing in FFA, and we got to find other ways to do it. So what or who encouraged you to get involved in FFA since you are non-traditional? Well, it goes all the way back when I was in seventh grade and walked into the ag room for my first time. Uh, my ag advisor was Mr. Zimmerman, and I walked on in, and he told me, hey, I think you should join FFA. And I told him, I think you're crazy. Because um, for me, FFA was just a bunch of ag kids at that time, some kids that walked around in jean overalls and a pitchfork in their hand. And <laughs> um, I'm gladly uh, able to say that that's not how it is, and I'm very thankful for that. But um, it was just, it, he really encouraged me to do it, and it took a pizza party for me to be able to say, yeah, sure, this is actually, this is, this is what I want to do. So how important in your mind is an observance like National FFA Week? I mean, we don't have National Basketball Week or National Wrestling Week, but we do have National FFA Week. How important is that to you? It's very important. FFA being the largest student organization in the world, um, that deserves something to be very celebrative or over and um, it's just it's a lot of fun to be able to see students all over the country getting involved with this. Uh, with over 700,000 members, we got a lot of people to let's have some fun this week. And as we go forward, a question I always like to ask, and I, I think I already know your answer because <laughs> you're going to school in South Dakota. You're not going to run for president? We'll see. I uh, <laughs> We're still thinking about it. Yep. Uh, so is everyone else on the team, I think. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, enjoy National FFA Week and all the activities here in Wisconsin. Thank you very much, Bob. All right, Daniel Clark, who is, again, from Section 7 over in the Spencer area. One of the state officers in Wisconsin helping other members enjoy National FFA Week. Farm News is being brought to you by Oxbow International Corporation. Oxbow is setting the trend for sprayer innovation with their 7550 and 7650 all-wheel drive high clearance sprayers. With multiple tank and boom options, Oxbow can customize a unit to fit your needs. Oxbow offers direct manufacture to customer sales and service for support you can count on. Oxbow applying innovation, delivering customer service. Call Todd Frisch for more information or to schedule your demo. 920 or visit oxbow.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again today on our Alpharex Ask the Expert program, Wade Omakin joins us. And Wade is a BASF representative in Wisconsin, headquartered in the Colby area. And last week, Wade, the last time we talked about fungicide, stamina, headline, Talk about weed killers, Raptor, and boy, that uh, that sounds like it's tough. What's Raptor all about, and and how is it effective in our weed control program in our alfalfa stands? Yeah, it's got a great name. That's one of the, the nicer names. You know that it's going to work when it's got a cool Raptor name like that. 
So what we need, you know, obviously we lost a lot of alfalfa this last season. We're going to need some really nice stands going forward. And so this Raptor, what it's going to do is it's going to help you alleviate a lot of that weed pressure early on in the stand's life. And so Raptor's really particular. You know, there's, make sure you're reading the labels on this because there's going to be height restrictions on new seeding alfalfa. You've got to make sure that it's got enough coverage of that leaf material to be able to, you know, hold on to and metabolize that chemical as we're putting that treatment on there to control that for any of those early stands. We're going to need about, you know, two trifoliates of growth on those early stands. When the stand is already um, established, then it makes it a little bit easier as we're controlling it between cuttings or either early spring or early fall. You know, the, the pickup that you're going to get is going to be alleviating some of the weed pressure that's snuffing out some of the regrowth that you're getting on some of the alfalfa. And being able to get, you know, cleaner fields early on in that plant's life, you know, in year one and year two, is going to help you elongate that stand in year three and year four. How wide a weed spectrum are we controlling with Raptor? We're looking at mostly broadleaves uh, with uh, the control off of it. You'll pick up some of the grasses off of it. But for our um, cutting purposes, grasses usually aren't uh, the biggest concern in alfalfa. You know, usually we're looking at, you know, um, dandelions. We're looking at some of the, the broadleaves that are getting wider um, bases to them. You know, so think of like an alfalfa crown is that it gets established. It's not going anywhere. It's a you know nice big taproot off of it. But if you've got somebody pushing up against the side of you and crowding you out, eventually a portion of you are you know, is not going to be a, the elongate or they might get taller than you. We need to snuff out some of the weeds when they're relatively small before they you know grow taller than our alfalfa and suppress some of that growth. So most of the time it's going to be looking at some of these broadleaves that are going to be a little more aggressive and quicker growing in our field. All right, and you can control them with Raptor, weed killer from BASF. Wade Omakin with us again to talk about weed control and Raptor. And, Wade, thanks again for helping us out. All right, anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, Wade Omakin with BASF, headquartered over in the Colby area on our Alpha Rex Ask the Expert program. Thank you, Bob and Wade. Bob, of course, will be back probably Tuesday. He's probably raking his leaves right now. Let's have a look at some of the farm news. A reminder, landowners are interested in participating in the Federal Conservation Reserve Program 2020 general sign-up, must make an offer of acres or schedule an appointment to do so with their local USDA service center by Friday. The general sign-up, which opened in December, is available to property owners who are either offering for the first time or re-offering acres for another 10 to 15-year term in the 35-year-old USDA FSA conservation program. The Farm News is being brought to you by Chili Implement of Chili, Wisconsin. There's a new evolution in Gale Skid Loaders, the R-Series. These full-sized radio lift powerhouses are a result of 40 years of skid loader design and manufacturing. Gale R-Series skid loaders can lift up to 2,600 pounds over 10 feet in the air. Amped up auxiliary hydraulic systems power an array of attachments, and the new innovative cab design offers unsurpassed comfort. With the new Gale R-Series skid loaders, you can move more material, engage more ground, and get more work done in less time. Call Chili Implement 715-683-2444. For most farmers, the 2019 crop year was a challenge. As you decide on your crop insurance plans for 2020, look to Egg Country Farm Credit Services for help with your risk management options. We can provide you with a complete package using the expertise of our team of insurance specialists and loan officers working together to provide the analysis and options you need to make sound crop insurance decisions. 
Stop in or call your local A Country office today to learn more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 19 minutes past 5 here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. Hey, coming up right soon this weekend is that big Moses Organic Conference over at La Crosse, the biggest in the nation. We're going to hear from one of the award winners right now. Happy National FFA Week. I think we're celebrating it from one border to the next. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, it's this week because it's designed to recognize George Washington's birthday, considered a real agriculturalist and a farmer. But I'll tell you what, there's another reason to celebrate this week. The largest uh, organic farming conference in all of North America, if not the world, coming to the La Crosse Center starting Thursday with their organic college and then trailing off into the weekend, our own Caitlin Riley going to be there and setting us up. They've got some new awards this year, change makers that are going to be recognized, huh, Caitlin? You're right, Pam. This is Caitlin Riley at the southwestern end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. And Reginaldo Haslip Marroquin is deeply rooted in fair trade, and he says that all stems back to his upbringing in Guatemala. That's why he's being recognized at this year's conference as a change maker. Well, the passion comes really from having been born and raised in extreme poverty at very intellectually and spiritually wealthy conditions. Yeah, materially, we didn't have anything, but spiritually and intellectually, we were continuously challenged to grow and to understand the world for what it was. I watched people exploit us with no need for it. They already had plenty of money. I understood it intellectually, and our spiritual grounding allowed us to endure that without getting resentful or hating, but with a clear understanding that we had a responsibility to do something about it. And that was our community civic engagement upbringing as well. Both my parents were very engaged in the community. My dad was the organizing economic development initiatives like cooperatives and so on with the farmers. And my mom was always involved with the community. Later on, when I went to agriculture school, that was imprinted in me. When I graduated from high school, I went back to working for communities that were similarly oppressed. I got engaged with an organization that was organizing communities in the highlands, mostly for economic development. But this was an organization that was focused on organizing craft-producing communities, textiles, handicrafts, and stuff, and exporting it as a way to bring economic resources for those communities. So between 1990, middle of 90, and 91 and 92, our team led the development. And then I was the director of marketing for an organization that by 1992, we were the second largest exporter of products built by around 42 communities and 3,500 producers across most of the highlands of Guatemala. That really showed me that not only was it my imprint, but also there were millions of people all over the world who similarly, even though they may have not lived the same story in the same life, they understood the discrepancies and the reasons they are poor and they are super rich. And it had nothing to do with one being worthy more than the other. It's just having to do with who was born into what. Too often we think that just advancing your economic position is really what the American dream is. My definition of the American dream is really being able to live free of that pain that comes from from not having enough food or shelter. But beyond that, you don't need anything else. That's my story with fair trade. 
that's why I have done what I have done in that area. Today, it's no different. We have tried to build a, a fair system of trading where farmers are respected. And, of course, it's a lot more extensive because it's about spiritual connection to the land, the right of a farmer to make a living while feeding the rest of us. It's about life itself because we are dealing with energy and the ecosphere that we are turning from non-edible into edible energy. And there's a spiritual integrity that has to go into that for us to be able to feed the world in the centuries to come. And do you want to tell me a little bit about this Main Street project that you work with and a system that you designed to help provide a sustainable replacement for what's being used in the poultry industry? The Main Street project is, is a nonprofit. Before I came into it, it was not doing anything in agriculture, but, but the reason I joined it is because the director, Neil Ritchie, was an old friend. I needed a, an organization to house this system that I had been developing since I was a child, pretty much. took shape at the, the Central National Agriculture School of Agriculture in Guatemala. Back in 1987, I started writing this theory of change based on energy management rather than production-centered thinking in agriculture. So when I finally was able to move to a farm back in 2000 out in Jordan, Minnesota, I started to bring this back up alive on that farm. Then I lost our farm, my access to that farm, and I was looking for a nonprofit that would be willing to help me administer the process by which we could finish that, that work. And Main Street was willing to do that. And I worked out of Main Street. And then I moved the, the system to the Regenerative Agriculture Alliance, which is the organization I created recently in the last year now. And now we are taking that system and deploying it across the country and across Latin America and Canada. In this work, you have to look at multi-layers of infrastructure that is necessary for us to succeed at system level change. We are not farmers. We are simply energy managers. The flow of energy and the transformation of energy is really the foundation of efficiency in measuring the effectiveness of any engineering and methodology that we use on the land for the purpose of generating or transforming that unedible energy into edible energy. And that production systems themselves, it's a very small component of an actual whole system. And the theory of change was really mostly focused on economic development. So at Main Street Project, I was able to really get that engineering finished. When I designed the system, the first layer was what we call the production unit. That's what we perfected in, in partnership with Main Street Project. Then comes the enterprise unit. And the enterprise unit was really no longer up for Main Street Project the only place where that can be done right is by farmers themselves, not by a nonprofit. That enterprise unit and that profiling and actually working through those details is what we did with the second layer, which was the enterprise level. And we formed Regeneration Farms about five years ago, which then continued to work parallel to the Main Street work on research and development. We started to deploy the enterprise unit, which is really the aggregation of many production units so you can get to an economic viability point. We are halfway through that at Regeneration Farms, and I think this year we'll finish that building that enterprise unit so that we can complete that economic modeling. Organic production all over the world, all over the country, going big, and there are some great change makers out there. 
what an honor to have such a a big program right down the road in lacrosse that's coming up at the lacrosse center saint gibby here from gibson's water care i think me leprechauns need to check their water all i see is orange hair and green beer if they think kissing the old blarney stone is going to fix their water they're wrong if you're having water problems, you need to contact the water experts at Gibson's Water Care for a free home water analysis. Locally owned, American-made products. Go online to Gibson's Water Care. Gibson's Water For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 28 minutes after 5 here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. We'll be hearing from Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock right after this. Rotor Wear is proud to exhibit at this year's Eau Claire Farm Show on Tuesday, March 3rd and Wednesday, March 4th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. both days. For 100 years, Rooter Wear has served as trusted advisors and legal counsel to generations of producers and businesses serving the industry. Services include succession planning, employment law, real estate, and tax. Find them online at RooterWare.com. See you at the Eau Claire Farm Show on Tuesday, March 3rd and Wednesday, March 4th from 9 a.m to 3.30 p.m. both days. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes past 5 here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. And we have Rocky on from Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning, Scott. Hey, breathing some of that nice, brisk, cool air this morning, huh? Yeah, not too bad. I got 19 this morning, so... Yeah, that's at the end of February. That's what we can expect in the morning, I guess. Yeah, kind of avoided that snowstorm, kind of like that. Yeah, we're okay with that, too. <laughs> so, hey, how are things going on going over there at uh, Premier? Uh, thank you, Scott. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how the markets are shaping up uh, so far this week at Premier Livestock. On the Fed cattle, we'll call that steady, high-choice and prime Holstein steers, 89 to 97. Uh, Low-choice and select, 78 to 88. Choice beef steers and heifers, 109 to 117. Uh, market cows steady to a little lower. Uh, High-yielding cows, 57 to 72. Uh, we did have an extreme top uh, beef cow at 78. Most uh, market cows trading from 45 to 56. Market bulls, high-yielding, 75 to 90. Top in the week at 94. Low yielding bulls below 70. Organic market cows sold on Mondays, mostly 62 to 80. Uh, we topped uh, at 85. Low yielding organics below 60. Newborn Holstein bull calves sold stronger, mostly from 35 to 135, topping at 145. Beef calves 50 to 245. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 60. Uh, big week this week at Premier. We got two big dairy sales this week. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, today we got our hay auction. Very, very very big hay auction. We have over 3,000 bales of rounds and squares in the barn already. Uh, we have lots of semi-loads of western alfalfa. If you're looking for hay, I don't know where you'd ever find a better selection. It's absolutely full of hay if you need it. Then 11 o'clock a.m., we have our dairy cattle auction. we got two freestall parlor herds. we got a herd of 100 young freestall cows. Uh, they're going to
going to be select sires breeding. We've got another herd of 60 Holsteins with some crossbreds, over 60 springing heifers, 20 off of one dairy AI bred and sired, uh, several groups of fresh cows, one set of second calf cows averaging over 100 pounds. Breeding bulls, we've got a nice registered brown Swiss bull. He's big enough. He's ready for cows. He's got a nice pedigree. Uh, two red and white bulls ready for heifers. Then Friday, another special dairy sale here at Premier. Uh, we got 200 head for one owner. All the cows, all the heifers, there's 95 cows. Uh, heifers are going to be heifer calves right through Springers. One of the nicest tie stall herds we've had the opportunity to sell here at Premier. Uh, they're also free stall adapted. They'll have an 85-pound tank average with no TMR, uh, cell count below 100. They're on test. We do have a full catalog already done. Uh, that is on the website. Yeah, there's also videos on the website. Check that out at PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Uh, we also have free pie and ice cream for the seed press dispersal this Friday, and that like is going to get underway at 11 o'clock a.m. Questions? Give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500, and that's how it shaped up, Scott. Top-notch cattle, top-notch hay, and pie and ice cream. You can't go you wrong. Don't, you don't get much better than that. Come on, <laughs> over, come on over to Paradise. <laughs> we'll do that. Thank you, Rocky. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Have a great day. You too. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock at Withy. A look at some of the local news. Former Eau Claire County clerk Larry Loken isn't getting out of prison early. The Wisconsin Supreme Court yesterday refused to review Loken's case. He's about four years into a nine-and-a-half-year prison sentence for stealing almost a million and a half dollars from taxpayers. He's filed several appeals try to try to cut his sentence short, and the state Supreme Court did not offer a reason for why it declined to review that sentence. Western Wisconsin's congressman wants to know what comes next when it comes to trade with China. Congressman Ron Kind yesterday sent a letter to USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue asking for answers about the next phase of trade negotiations with China. Kind said if the Trump administration isn't going to provide more aid to farmers, they must provide more details about those trade deals. Kind said farmers in Wisconsin have not yet seen a trade benefit of the Phase 1 trade agreement with China. Wisconsin's Democratic U.S. Senator wants to see some help for hardwood growers and lumber outfits in the state. U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin yesterday wrote a letter to the president asking that he do something for tree growers and lumber distributors who've been hurt by those Chinese tariffs. Baldwin said Wisconsin tree farmers have seen a steep drop in sales because of those retaliatory tariffs in place by China. Well, I don't know if anything is retaliatory, but we know the weather is bouncing up and down. We're kind of on a roller coaster this time of year, and we're on the cool side of that end of February roller coaster right now. We might have Kelly Slifka on here to tell us about what we can expect in weather. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, we are uh, on a little bit of a dip this week as far as uh, the uh, temperatures are concerned. But it doesn't look like it'll last long. The next two days are going to be a little bit colder than our average high. But by uh, Friday, then into the weekend, we're going to see a nice warm-up. In fact, we'll probably be in the 40s by the end of the weekend. And fairly quiet weather just continues. Just a few snow flurries moving in into parts of western areas of the state. But that shouldn't amount to too much. Otherwise, we'll look at a mostly cloudy sky high up to a 29 
It'll be a cold night tonight as we dip down to 7 with partly cloudy skies. We'll see a mix of some clouds and sun tomorrow. Probably the coldest day of the week, 25. Friday, we start to rebound a little bit, mostly sunny, 27. Right now, the weekend looks great. Mostly sunny Saturday, 35. Partly cloudy skies on Sunday and a high of 42. Right now, with a few flurries here in Eau Claire, 23 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13 meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Thank you, Kelly. Stay warm today. All right, you too. All right, that's Kelly Slifka over at Skywarn 13. Today's weather and markets are brought to you by Christensen Sales. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you, and that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wisconsin. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.36 a.m. Moving up the alley with this morning's farm chores. Let's go over to the Equity Altoona barn to hear the latest report from Mark Coger, and then we're going to be hearing from Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. High yielding choice. and Prime Holstein steers selling at a much lower tone. Selling from 84 to 89 and a quarter choice Holstein steers, 78 to 84. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 78 and down. 20% of the slaughter cows on Tuesday selling from 58 to 63. We topped at 65. 60% of the cows selling from 40 to 58 with 20% of the cows selling 40 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls on Tuesday selling from 60 to 75. We topped at 78. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves. Weighing 95 pounds and up on Tuesday, selling from 20 to 105 dollars per head with the light, poor quality calves selling low. Your fancy beef calves selling from 50 to 190 dollars per head. Feeder cattle from our sale on the 21st of February. Your fancy vaccinated three to 600 pound beasters selling from a dollar 10 to a dollar 74. Six to 900 pound beasters selling from a dollar five to a dollar 60. Fancy vaccinated three to 600 pound beef heifers selling from a dollar five to a dollar 38. Your six to nine hundred pound beef heifers selling from a dollar to a dollar thirty-eight. Fancy vaccinated three to six hundred pound Holstein steers selling from sixty-five to a dollar. With the six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers selling from sixty to ninety-two. Quick reminder: next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market will be Friday, March the sixth. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is seven one five eight three five three one zero four. Now this is Mark Coger from Equity Altoona Auction Market. Have a great day. And you have a great day, too, Mark. And right on cue, we have Jerry Fitzgerald on over at the Stratford Equity Market. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Scott, and a very good morning to you. Well, another uh, reasonably winterish morning here, I guess. Uh, not too bad. No snow in the forecast. Yep. Roads are pretty good. Uh, a little chilly, maybe. But, uh, you know, things are looking up when you can, uh, you know, sit and watch a ball game now. You know, spring training in full gear now. So it's... I was watching a game last night. Of course, it was in Florida. Everybody was sitting there in their shirt sleeves, but it'll eventually get this far. Yeah, well, yeah, well. In the meantime, what's going on over at Equity, Jerry? All right, Scott, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And this is how the first couple days here at Equity Stratford is looking this week here. <coughs> 
excuse me, on the market cow auction. Higher yielding fleshier cows this week, uh, mostly selling from uh, 58 to 65, and we've topped so far this week on the cow market at 67 and a half. The majority of your cows, your average dairy cows, they are selling from 44 to 57, the thinner, plainer cows. $44 and below. Most of the bulls so far this week selling from 65 to 78. Lighter weight bulls 60 and back. Fat cattle trade, your choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from 80 to 92. Uh, select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, uh, $78 and below. On the calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves uh, from 40 to 120. Uh, we did top on Monday at 135. Heifer calves are limited demand, $30 and below. Beef calves, good demand. 100 to 270. Again, we topped on Monday sale at 290 on those beef calves, and again, very little, very limited demand for these younger lightweight calves. Uh, those are 20 dollars and below. Now, busy week continues here at Stratford today. We get underway this morning at 10 o'clock with the market auction. We'll be selling market cows this morning, fat cattle and bulls. The baby calves at the 11:30, and feeder cattle sale today will be a noontime start. Our sale tomorrow does start at 11 with market cattle, also selling calves tomorrow. And uh, moving ahead to the end of the week, we have that big dairy sale coming up on Friday, complete herd dispersal, special Friday sale here in Stratford. That will be Friday, February 28th at 10.30 in the morning, complete milking herd dispersal, 150, very top quality Holstein dairy cows, just a great opportunity for you folks to buy some very good cows and power freestall adapted cows, full vaccination program, uh, a lot of these cows are given over 100 pounds per day. The current average on the whole herd is 72 pounds, 3.8 fat, 3.4 protein, a very respectable semantic at 124. Again, they're coming from Barron County, and uh, just an excellent opportunity uh, for you folks to get some very good top-quality cows. Of course, the, uh, the owners are uh, retiring from uh, the milking operation. So also available on Friday will be some just fresh Holstein heifers. We do have a consignment. Um, if you folks are looking to buy heifers instead of cows, we will have those too. Again, they are just fresh, and they're, uh, they are also loose house adapted. So, again, all this information on our website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page. And do keep in mind, we also have a dairy, a dairy herd available for next Tuesday's dairy sale on March 3rd. Again, all this, as I said, on the website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, and our phone number, 715-687-4101. Scott, that's how we are. Boy, it's Wednesday already. Moving right through this week here. Yeah, we're clipping right along. Maybe uh, old Feed Pusher Bob will have to get back in here eventually. I, I well, think. he's probably, uh, Bob's probably uh, out uh, enjoying FFA week and uh, yep. all the activities associated with that. And like we said yesterday, it's uh, yep. uh, a great uh, a great time to honor all of our young folks. And uh, it was interesting to all listen to the interviews because... Uh, Things have certainly changed since you and I were in FFA. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah, they, they have real jackets and stuff now, you know, Jerry. And well, there are a no, lot of things that have changed since we were that age, Jerry. Well, I tell you, when uh, of course I'm really dating myself now, but back when I was in FFA, uh, there were no ladies in FFA back when that's I was right. in there. And that's, people say, "How old is that guy?" Well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that wasn't uh, that long ago, and. I'm happy that it worked out this way. Right. So, well, anyway, Scott, you enjoy the day, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Indeed. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Market. Hey, we're going to go over to the Zimbrota Market to hear the latest from Pat Mikola.
In the feeder cattle division, we had beef steers and bulls, 350 to 600 pounds, up to $1.75. 6 to 800 pounds brought up to $1. We had beef heifer calves, 350 to 600 pounds, bringing up to $1.10, with the 6 to 800 pounds up to 98. And the Holstein feeder steers in, weighing 4 to 600 pounds, range 73 to 77, with 6 to 800 pound Holsteins bringing 55 to 80. We had some cow calf pairs in, bringing $725 a pair. In the fed cattle division, we had beef steers, $1.1350 to $1.20 and a quarter, with mixed grading steers, $98 to $1.12. Beef heifers, $1.11 to $1.20, mixed grading, brought $80 to $1.10. And dairy steers, $85 to $95. Dairy cross steers brought from $90 to $1.1350. We had market cows trading mostly from 54 to 69 with thin shelly full and overfed cows from 20 to 53 and market bulls were trading mostly from 65 to 83 at the baby calf auction we had calves 95 to 125 pounds they brought from 25 to 50 dollars then we had some beef calves in and they ranged from 85 to 175 dollars per hundredweight and that's a quick look at the markets for you from central livestock at the zombrota market Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zambroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zambroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professionals at Central Livestock. Listen to Stay Informed, Inspired, and Entertained anytime with the Audible app. Your first audiobook is free at audible.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's a quarter to six here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report, and we'll be talking with Lissa Seafelt in a couple of minutes, who's come into the barn with us to help with chores. Lissa, of course, the UW Extension Eau Claire County Agriculture Agent. But first, uh, let's have a look at uh, the morning markets. On the grain futures, March corn is down two at 370, March oats down one at 286, March soybeans down three at 876, March soybean meal is at $286.30 a ton. And that's down 20 cents. And March wheat is down three at 536. The country elevator prices, Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek all have corn at 335 and beans at 808. At Osseo, corn is at 340 and beans at 808. Stevens Point, beans are at 794. Elkbound has beans at 346, or rather, corn at 346 and beans at 816. Sparta, corn is 337, beans 808. And Ellsworth, corn is 327 and beans 808. The ethanol plants, Boyceville has corn at 361, Stanley 351, and New Richmond at 349. On the dairy side of things, Barrels of cheese ended yesterday steady at 159. 40-pound blocks down three-quarters at 176. And grade AA butter down three-quarters at 173. 
on the Class 3 milk futures. February is up to at 1703. March down 9 at 1653. April down 8 at 1639. And May is down 12 at 1647. And those prices are down through the rest of 2020. As I said, we'll be hearing from Lissa Seafelt right after this. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special one-owner dairy cattle auction, complete retirement dairy herd dispersal on Friday, February 28th at 11 a.m. 200 head dispersal, 95 dairy cows and all their 105 dairy heifers, tie stall cows, milking 85 pounds, no TMR, under 100 cell count. Top sires and service sires through select sires for more than 50 years. Herd includes 105 dairy heifers, newborn calves through springers of exceptional quality dairy cows and heifers. Coming from the Chris Seapress family at Stratford, Wisconsin, cattle to be sold at Premier Livestock at Withy. Serving pie and ice cream, call Premier Livestock and Withy at 715-229-2500. That's 715-229-2500. More detailed information with pictures on the website, premierlivestockandauctions.com. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 12 minutes before 6 as we head toward the milk house. With the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report, a couple things to look coming look at coming up. If you like donkey basketball, there's plenty of it in the air coming up. Uh, but first, I'm going to tell you about a dinner benefit for the national champion Dunn County 4-H judging team. They, of course, are going to be heading this summer to Europe, and they're doing some fundraising. They're having an all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner on the 29th. Uh, that's at Dean and Sue's Bar and Grill over in Menominee. They'll be having a social hour 4 to 5 p.m., and dinner will start at 5 p.m., and then they're going to have a silent auction along with everything that closes at 7 p.m. That's quite a deal over there. Uh, let's see, they've got Coach Scott Nelson, Fritz Olam, Abigail Powers, Marie Haas, Ben Steyer, and Coach Jim Powers heading to the World Judging Championship for each Dairy Judging Championship. As I mentioned, donkey basketball coming up. And that's coming up in Black River Falls on March 2nd with tip-off at 7 p.m. And then on March 9th, they'll be down in Osseo with four teams playing there. And I happen to have a half dozen tickets available for them for that game uh, to give anyone who wants to bump into me and... uh, or give me a call, find me at the station here. Let's see, uh, email me, scott at 715newsroom.com, and I'll get you a couple of those tickets. And the Black River Falls FFA chapter is organizing a shelter shoe drive this week through the 29th, the 22nd through the 29th. Shoes can be in any condition type, including dress shoes, sneakers, boots, and sandals. They do have to have complete pairs, and that goes to shelter uses for people in third-world countries, especially containers are at Black River Falls High School and Middle School, Scholz's Ace Home Center, and Tyson's Home Farm Auto Center in Black River Falls. And we have Lissa Seafelt, the UW Extension 
egg educator here in Eau Claire County with us this morning. Good morning, Lissa. Good morning. How are you? Oh, just great. Lissa, we've been talking about how we're coming to the end of February, and I actually was driving down the road yesterday, and I saw a relatively new beef calf Mm -hmm. already on the ground Mm -hmm. uh, down the road by me, and I suppose that season's gotten here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's getting to be about that time of year, and and, uh, that happens to be what I wanted to chat a little bit about today was just some uh, calving tips since we're getting into that season. Well, that's a good thing that you had planned to talk about that then. (laughs) (laughs) Timely topic. Hey, it is a timely topic. So I wanted to share a few uh, calving tips as we're entering the season, and some of these are just common sense things, but I I thought it would be a good reminder for folks. Um, so that uh, we make sure that we're prepared for um, those calves hitting the ground. Uh, One of the first things is to make sure that anything that we're using for calving equipment um, to assist our cows that might need a little bit of help, um, making sure that that equipment is cleaned and sanitized. Um, I know um, sometimes we're not using it for a period of time over the winter, and it can mm-hmm. collect some dust. And if it's got dust on it, it's not clean. Um, okay. So you want to make sure that that's cleaned and sanitized before we're using it. What's what's something decent to use for sanitizer on something like that? Do you have to get down and use bleach or just kind of get it good and clean with soap? Um, it's best to get some uh, soapy water, um, get it cleaned up that way, and then to go ahead and sanitize with some bleach or another um, okay. commercial um, sanitizer that you might have available, um, just to make sure that there's not anything lingering on uh, that equipment, um, especially if it's something that's um, going to be going inside the cow. Um, we want to make sure that that's clean and sanitized and um, um, ready to go. Um, we want to keep that environment sterile as much as possible. Okay. Um, the next thing is make sure that um, anything that you're um, going to be utilizing for calving that you have um, in your supply box is stocked um, ahead of when you need it. So uh, knowing that we're going into calving now, um, now is the time to get your stuff stocked back up because I have a sneaking suspicion that um, when you finish up your uh, last season of calving, you're not always thinking about restocking that box and uh you don't want to be stuck at the middle of the night with the animal that is calving and, and run out of lube, for example. That's just no fun. Nobody wants right. to deal with that. Um, so make sure that you have those supplies restocked um, is important. Um, if you have any help on hand that might be helping you on a weekend or a night or something because you have something else going on, um, make sure that you have um, emergency contact numbers available for them in a readily um, to find place, easy to get to in case um, something happens that they need to get a hold of you or um, making sure that they know who your veterinarian is and what things they're um, approved to go ahead and do on their own versus, you know, contacting you and making, um, you know, those conversations happen um, if there's something that's going on that they can't uh, handle themselves. Um when we're talking about uh, calving uh, heifers and cows in, um, we do have some different needs um, with heifers. Oftentimes they're going to need a little bit of additional care, maybe some uh, additional oversight to make sure things are going well for them. Um, so having them in a separate group um, is going to be uh, important and make a lot of sense. Um, a lot of folks tend to uh, have those animals uh, calve in a little bit earlier than the rest of the herd uh, mm-hmm. just to make sure that they can give them some extra care and not have to be worrying about what the rest of the herd is doing. Um, so 
uh, having them split off into their own group is often beneficial. And um, likewise for the cows, you might want to split them up into um, a couple of groups to help you with the management, uh, early group versus a late group, or maybe by um, body condition, something like that, so that you can help manage them as they get a little bit closer to their due date. How about the conditions around the farmyard, the barnyard for them? Uh, should, yeah. we, should we be careful about that, too? Yeah, we do want to make sure that we're calving in um, in some nice, clean, dry areas. Um, and we want to make sure that those areas are, are freshened up um, as each uh, group goes through because each calf that hits the ground um, does need to have that um, clean, fresh, and dry um, bedding. Um, you don't want to be... Uh, inadvertently introducing uh, disease to that calf as it hits the ground because it, uh, another um, group of animals has been through there. So we do have to be pretty careful about that. Um, as we're going through the calving uh, process, um, we do want to make sure that we're monitoring the animals fairly closely when we know we've got some that are um, going to calve in the next 24 hours. We want to make sure that we're checking them every uh three, four hours, uh, make sure that they're um, doing okay. Uh, I know that gets to be a lot this time of year, um, but it's something that we do have to do to make sure um, that they're doing all right. And we've got a pro tip for you if we've got time. We've got time for a pro tip. All right. Excellent. Um, So I know that this is an older study already, but it it is worth repeating um, because not everybody's heard it. Um, There's been several studies that have shown uh, with beef herds that if you feed uh, late afternoon or uh, early evening, uh, a little bit later evening, um, that results in the majority of your calves uh, being born between the hours of 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. so that it's a lot more convenient um, to watch those animals, monitor them, make sure that they're doing well and get them started. you know, if you want to achieve this effect, you do have to start planning ahead of time of when those animals are going to be calving because you do have to have this um, feeding schedule adjusted at least two weeks prior to calving to really be effective. Okay. And we're not really sure why this is uh, effective, um, but there's been several different studies that have been able to repeat it um, with some fairly good cow numbers. Um and, and quite a few herds involved. So um, it's one of those interesting little quirks that we can take advantage right. of as beef producers. As beef producers. And, and there probably are some listeners sitting out there wondering with a baby on the way, I wonder if that works for me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so if, if you're a couple of weeks out from your calving yet, um, you've got time to start adjusting when you feed. Um, and and you can see if this works for you. Now, when I say majority, it doesn't mean all, right? Right. Um, it could be, you know, anywhere from 75% to 85%. You're not going to get the whole herd, um, but it is going to get a lot more of them on the ground during those daylight hours so that you're not having to lose sleep over, over calving, which is always appreciated. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. That's uh, some great tips. Alyssa Seafelt, UW Extension Ag Agent in Eau Claire County. Thanks for stopping by, Lissa. Thanks, Scott. We'll see you next week. And as we wrap things up in the milk house here at Wax 104.5 and the farm show, I'm going to tell you I'm going to be sipping on my Revolution Coffee when we get done here. Revolution Coffee down at Black River Falls feeds me that coffee daily, and it's a good thing if you haven't stopped down at the Revolution right in downtown Black River Falls. You're missing something. Great coffee, good teas, some adult beverages, and good food. Be careful doing whatever you're doing out there. Have a great day, folks. Customer.
We take pride in serving you. When you're a customer, you're the company. Always a part of one big family. Customer-owned, community-minded. Synergy Co-op. Smith Funeral Chapel. Three generations of continuous care. Wax 104.5.